Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama Survivor 45, the finale. Jared, they did it. It was a good season, solidly good season through and through once again. Once again. Yep. About what time. We come to expect. Once again, me- meaning they got back on track, I should say, for one season at least. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I don't know. It's It's like, I thought it was solid. It's kind of a, a whelming episode to go out on, but really, I I love the finale. I love the season. I mean, love full stop. Like, there's not no doubt about it. I love the season. Love the finale. I'm really. Oh yeah. Huh. I, I had a great time tonight. Great time the whole season. And I I don't think that it's just because it's better than it than the previous four seasons by a long shot. I think it's a legitimately good season. It's back to what, what I love about survivor for the most part. Still a few kinks to work out. The split, the split tribal council is still a huge failure. The final five new beach is completely pointless. Proven. So tonight, did you, did you catch it at, um at the, at the tribal council where he asked Julie about going to the new beach? And then she just answers a completely different question that she that he didn't ask. No, I've missed that, but good for her. It was incredible. I can't remember what she talked about. It was about like about like strategy on the vote. And it had nothing to do with being on a new beach. Yeah, I mean, uh that would be more appropriate for her to answer, considering that's probably what everyone's interested in. Yeah. And when they got to the new beach, they're like, Oh yeah, this, this is kind of nice. Not phase in the least. No, no. But yeah, not not to dwell on the things that I didn't like about the season. Um, I I'm a huge fan. I was looking over my my season rankings before the episode tonight, and I need to seriously reevaluate where I have some of the other 40s because this is clearly the best. And to put it above some of the seasons that I have those seasons above, I got to do some rearranging. I think we're like, so you're saying that you're going to drop some of the uh, like, new era seasons based on how much more you liked this season than well, those? Well, because of, so looking at my rankings and to put this season above some of the other seasons to make it fit, like I was too high on 41 and 42 just because Survivor was not 41, 42 just because Survivor was back, I think. 41 was a, was a, was a mess and 42 and I, Oh, I, I haven't, I haven't added in 43 or 44 yet actually. So it's just 42 that I need to kind of reevaluate that one. That one I for sure overranked because 41 was a mess. And then so 42, cause it didn't suck completely. I ranked it a little too high based on, on emotion. So just got to, got some work to do. Got to get, get in the lab, get some things straightened out. 
hit the batting cages maybe hit the, hit the batting cages hit the um what's the what's the what i'm trying to mix sports metaphors but now i the bowling rink the sure what is the thing the jugs machine this would have worked a lot better if i if i got that on the on the first yes. try yes needs needs more jugs yes <laughs> All right, well, let's let's start at the beginning and go through this. A lot to get to, but we'll see where we differ because I I I love the episode. So of course it starts with the twist, quote unquote twist of the new beach. No one cares. Move on. Um and we do get confirmation from Austin that he was blindsided by the Drew vote that that D did not tell him. We were hoping last week that we get some discussion there and we so often say oh i hope they say or discuss or cover xyz and they just leave it this one they 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 had to it felt like um first time he truly didn't know what was going on at tribal um he had seen both drew and d as his number ones now he only has one number one which is usually how it works that's mathematically correct (laughs) mathematically how it works i remember one time in like seventh grade math I had a question on like a set of homework problems and I, and I used the phrase these ones and my math teacher corrected me. She's like, well, these implies more than one. One is just one. It's not, it's not ones. And you remembered that forever and you've never made that mistake again. Oh, I I, mean, I sure have. <laughs> I sure have, but it, it brought me right back to, to that, to that moment because yes, you can have one number one. Um, and then he talks to D and because Austin's an, an island love at this point. He says, yeah, it's fine. Understand the game game perspective. Even tells D, you made the right call because I would have told Drew. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like comforting for her to hear that. So maybe but that put her at a little more ease. Jumping ahead for a second, at Final Tribal, he says it would have been bad to go to the end, like the end end with Drew. Meaning he would have ha- he would have had to have gotten rid of Drew at some point. So, so the very next, like vote. the very next vote or the next, like I I get I don't know. It was just kind of it was just kind of funny to, for him to say that, and then later on in his pitch to win, oh. saying I for sure would have had to get, gotten rid of Drew. There was uh, he was not even close to the most contradictory player this episode uh, the, i mean are you <laughs> if if we're on the same page here i'll be thrilled are you talking about when they were interviewing the jury and katura said i'm voting for the person who is the most active game player uh i mean it's the right person but that's not what i'm referencing okay it, that, I mean, it that was part just was a series of because yeah. that specific line was hilarious like the most passive game player on the season saying do not you know, I'm not voting for someone who's passive. Show me how you took control and, and owned the game. It's like you didn't do a damn thing the entire game except for make no. fun of Bruce and and let D win and actively guide D to the win. Yes, there was. I've got it in here somewhere. Oh, it's right about now actually, because Couture is eyeing D and Austin as a pair and saying, "I'm mad. I didn't recognize this earlier." Like what? The, that is one of the many things that I was referring to. Like, how do you not? I mean, that just speaks to her game in a nutshell, it seems like. Yeah. That they are so obvious. 
obviously a pair. Even if you miss the the showman's part of it, they've been working together very obviously for the entire game. Yeah. Just noticing it, it now is just wild to me. Well, and later she also said uh, that she called D going to the end. Like, like she could see it happening. Like, well, it, <laughs> yes, you, you made it happen. Yes, you you were an active part. And then at the <laughs> at the next next vote or two, like a very active part in making it happen. Um, But I mean, regardless of how late she is, at least it's the right idea now there's no follow through yes. idea good execution poor non-existent i think would be would be the the better term if, if i were grading it in incomplete okay. okay uh the next morning they wake up and ooh combination box on the island that was the reason they, they switched beaches is so production could sneak in a combination box and some cages around the island which they for sure could not have done on the regular beach there's no way jared no, I I don't think that would have been possible. Nope. Uh, so there are three stations set up around the island. They've got to count the numbers of things. It's crabs, coconuts, and bamboo sticks kind of all shoved together. Count the numbers of each, unlock the box, earn an advantage. Really dumb. Any advantage this this late in the game. And we find out it's an it's an advantage at the next immunity challenge. We don't need to rehash this. And I, you know, I'm, I feel like I say this exact phrase every season at this point. We don't need to rehash it. It's stupid. Don't do it. Immunity challenge advantages are dumb. Just knock them out completely. Now, this one was, was not bad as far as these things go. But still, just at this point in the game, especially, just don't do it. Yeah, it seemed like a, they got to have like a time killer. That seemed to be what this was. Like, yes, there's five people left, and your episode is three hours long. So, good luck. Yes, yes. Uh, Jake gets it, and I, 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 I loved it because he's like, "Yeah, running is not my forte. I'm just gonna do this very, very, very carefully. Do it once, and then if I get it, I get it. If I don't, whatever. Basically, basically is is his strategy, and he gets it." Yeah, if I don't get it, I'll break it. <laughs> Incredible moment. I, I, <laughs> I can't I can't wait to talk about about that challenge. Yeah. And Jake, yeah. Jake, this entire episode, D won the season. Jake is the MVP of the finale, I think. Yeah. Like Agreed. without a without a doubt. Love, love my guy, Jake. Uh, so they get to the final five immunity. Uh, crawl under an obstacle, dig up a machete, use a machete to drop pile of sandbags, toss sandbags. Into three baskets to reveal numbers. Those numbers are used to solve another combination lock, which releases a set of keys, climb a tower, use the keys to unlock and solve a three-tier puzzle. And then, as is now also tradition, you must kick the puzzle down to officially complete it. Uh, or if you're Drew, throw the slowest punch ever to knock it down. They showed a replay of that this episode. I just, I could not believe how slow he punched the arch puzzle. Oh, Oh, I was thinking... Because I was thinking the final five is like Drew wasn't in there. Who did? Who is he mistaking for Drew? But the arch puzzle, I I think I remember that now. That yeah. was very good. Yep. 
Um, but Michelle Fitzgerald, she's two for two. I know. In this I, challenge, instantly, kick, I kicks just it, thought kicks it both times. And, and that, now, and now Twitter goes just, wild anytime they 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 show this challenge. I mean, Michelle at this challenge is like, like more overpowered than Ozzy on the pole. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like how? I'm assuming she did. They had different pieces each time she did it. They didn't just give her the the same thing. I would. I would hope not. But I mean, our guy Carson pretty much outed them for just running back the same exact thing every time yeah but that that worked though because they they are changing it up now uh but anyway to get to that um so jake's advantage is that two of his baskets will start with sandbags in so he has two of the three numbers not again like i said not a horrible advantage as far as these go but still immunity challenge level playing field final five last chance to, to vote somebody out of the game level playing field please it's gonna go go fall on deaf ears. I can do it again in forty six, but we'll I'll keep saying it. Don't do this. And Jared, what do you know? They're playing for a trip to the sanctuary, where good things happen. I. It was the most believable, and yet, like unbelievable thing. That he could say, like, and the winner of this challenge. Go into the sanctuary, and I, I was like, "There's no way he says it. There's no way he says it." Then he says it, and I'm like, "Oh no!" Like you move him to a different island, and you still send them to the sanctuary. But but then then did you did you hear what Jake said? No. So 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 probes go. Oh, I like nice things. Yeah, he goes. There's a lot of going yeah. going to the sanctuary where good things happen, and Jake goes, "I like good things." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, if you think of it that way, then yeah, it's where you want to be. And steak and potatoes and with utensils. I would have loved to see them show make them eat steak with their bare hands. Yeah. I mean, they gladly would do it after. Or, or after give them like, there. like plastic utensils so they're for sure going to snap. So they have to go with their bare hands. Be incredible. Jake, in the first of many Charlie Brown and the football moments this episode. Solves the combination lock first, forgets his keys, goes up, goes up the tower, realizes he doesn't have them, climbs back down, letting Austin take the lead. Jake makes quick work of the first tier, still a little behind Austin. Uh, gets the second tier, or gets through the second tier to the third tier, leaves a single puzzle piece in like a weird place between like a spinning wheel, it looked like where. It was like just hidden, just enough hidden from view, it seemed like, where it wasn't obvious. And he's working to, to stack the piece and cannot get it right. Does not realize he's missing a piece. Austin wins, kicks the puzzle down. And then Probst has to just pour some salt in the wound, goes, Jake, let me show you something. And just points to the puzzle piece. <laughs> that was, Probst had some good uh, relentless Jeff moments like like we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And you got to feel for Jake. And that's going to be a recurring theme of this, of this episode, this podcast episode and this finale episode. Like it was self, this one was self-inflicted um, both the keys and the puzzle piece, but it's just so indicative of how this season has gone for or, and went for him. Like he felt like he was so close so many times, just a step away. And then he used the puzzle piece as a metaphor for his game, which was perfect. It's like, man, I'm just, just a puzzle piece away, just a puzzle piece away. And this time he literally was, and the entire season, it felt like he's been 
like one step, one this, one that away from doing something. And that's just, it's astonishing how much of a through line that it was for his story the entire season. Mm-hmm. That was a good moment. Um, I, which do you think I, he dropped the key and like, they didn't say anything about it at first. And I just thought to myself, um, well, that looked important. And <laughs> so, yeah, he gets up there and realizes that he forgets to has to climb down. Um, I don't think that was as detrimental as him never seeing the puzzle piece. Oh, like, yeah. The key is going to cost you like a minute, a minute and a half. Like, yeah, because he, he made yeah. pretty quick work of the, of the puzzle. Like if he had that piece, I think it would have been within a, a few seconds of each other between Austin and Jake one way or the other. It seemed like tough. Like that's that's devastating. Uh, so they get and then Austin chooses Jake to go on the reward. Just any any win for my guy. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, more, but kind of ran out of time. Would it would have been nice to see him keep doing good things. Yep. Yep. Uh so back at camp, uh Katura approaches Julie, excuse me, about voting out D. Which I I get you have to have I mean Katura's in a tough spot because can't vote out of Austin that she put herself in. Yes. But for now we'll go with, she's in the spot she's in. She's got to deal with it, but you, you've got to pitch D or Julie on voting out their closest ally. And Julie's just like, Katura, like, no. <laughs> uh, and, and honestly, like I, I question Katura's strategy a lot, but poor tactical play by Julie here. Well, I I think Julie just felt like we can get the three of us, me, D, and Austin, can go for who we want between Couture and Jake. It won't matter what they want to do, and we'll just we'll just do it. It's kind of the, the sense that I got. Well, not that not that that's that is correct. what she was thinking, but yeah, it's not a good way to win the game. No. So going off of her line of thinking, which I'll preface by saying I think it's flawed because she wanted to go to the end with D. But in in her mind, she wants to go to the end with, with D and anybody, basically, D and Austin probably, or D and whoever. She she probably felt very safe and secure. Again, misguided. She I still think she would have lost to D in the end. Everyone should have lost to D in the end if, if D's there. So she probably just felt very safe, which is kind of the worst thing you can do in Survivor is just is feel safe and comfortable. But I can at least see her line of thinking as to why this vote was going to be pretty may have been simple and straightforward, even though it ended up being completely bonkers. I guess. Yeah. If if you're trying to go to the end with D, then, yeah, this is how you would do it. Yeah. And she and she was. She was completely under D's thumb is, is how I see it. And I mean, I, I do believe they were very close. They both, you know, fed off each other, worked with each other, benefited from each other. But I just got to be equally critical if I'm going after Katura. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Julie very, very just fair. played a, a horrendous end game. I the one semi counter I'll say to that is I think on the Julie side of things that also speaks to how strong of a game D played. 
that she could have this person just completely convinced that going to end with her was the right move. I, 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 I mean, it goes, like, it goes both ways, but I think D deserves some credit there and Julie sure. deserves a lot of blame. I'll go 20%, 25% credit to D. I, I think Julie just didn't want to win as bad too. So that could be a factor. Is there anything that, because I never got that that sense. She wasn't like as intense, like outwardly intense. No, I think. But did she say or do anything specifically, or is it just all kind she of the ever body talked guy? about was like being the, being the island mom, and like, it's like sure, you know, if that's what you want to spend your time talking about and and try to accomplish, then go ahead. Um, but I, I, I think it's it's fair to at least leave that as an option or a, a possibility for why Julie wasn't really as cutthroat with D as she needed to be. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but the more interesting strategic through line here is Jake and his idol. And this is another great bit of editing. Austin says he took Jake on reward for a couple of reasons. One <laughs> smaller reason was the guys struggled he hasn't got as many rewards. It's the end of the game. Let's toss him a bone. But he said more strategically, Jake's going to tell me every little secret he has. Cut immediately to Jake saying, I have an idol. Yeah, and and maybe not even the best editing clip like within that five-minute span. What else is there? It's when they get back. When they're walking back and he says to Austin, like, please don't tell anybody. And he, and he goes, I won't. And then it cuts to Austin and D. Jake has an idol. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. All predictable. All predictable. What did you think? Did you think there was any any credence to, to Jake's plan to tell Austin about the idol? Or do you think he just kept it a secret, taking the vote on himself and vote on whoever he wanted to? I was... I was thinking about that as it was happening and my gut reaction was I hated it. I was like, what is he doing right now? It's like, don't do not tell him you have an idol. It doesn't matter if anyone knows you have it. As long as you know who the votes are going on, like if the votes are going on you, then you play it for yourself. If the votes are going on Katura, you play it for Katura. Like there's, there's no point in telling people you have it. Because it like as long as you know where the votes are going, it doesn't change anything. It's the same. Yeah. My my thought, which there's a big reason why this is not the the what happened, but my thought was that you know, people will say they'll show people they have an idol to gain kind of like implicit immunity and then save the idol or then wait for somebody else, depending on what point in the game they're at. Maybe he was doing that, so they just wouldn't vote for him. Then they'd vote for Katura. He can play the idol for Katura and save them both, and not have to worry about necessarily knowing the votes. But then he says Katura is not a threat. So if he's trying to get them off of Katura, then the only logical place is to, for the votes to go on to you, and that's how you can use them idol most effectively, which is what he wants to do and, and has to do to get the full benefit of the idol. Yeah, I it really doesn't seem like uh, I I wonder if there was like much foresight, but he just seems like a really impulsive player. And 
like he gets an idol and he like finally did something and now he's got to tell everyone about it and and act like he has power in the game and more on a on a joking matter because it's a very different different scenario do you think i mean he's a lawyer and like attorney attorney client privilege is like a legally binding thing and he's just out here just spilling secrets on on the <laughs> island think there's any correlation there uh i mean apparently there's two other lawyers so wild how, yeah. how the secret lawyer thing played out yep that yeah, so i i doubt it i mean if they could contain yeah. themselves yeah just just a joke just it, it's an it's an easy yeah. easy comment to make um given that he's just so willy-nilly just telling people everything with yeah i think that's just thought. him uh, so back back camp, he's talking to Katura and tells her about his idol. And this makes more sense, at least, because you want to make sure you've got two votes in case one of the other people goes goes rogue or Katura goes with them, not thinking she can do anything with Jake. This one makes more sense. You two work together. But still, it's it's tough with Austin knowing. And we don't see Jake's perspective on this, but he's got to know that that D's going to know about the idol. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no I, way. I think he just made he made it needlessly more complicated for himself. And maybe he couldn't contain himself and he just had to get it out there and didn't really think it through um, with Austin. But it it puts him in a, in a tougher spot when he could have done something legitimately, you know, big or grand or ga- literally game changing with the idol um but making it well, what do you think here. of this like uh so so for jake best case scenario is all the votes go on him or katura he and katura vote out julie or d um when he like if he were to not tell anyone about his idol, the odds that the most votes go on him or Katura, like it's almost a certainty, right? But like when he tells people he has an idol, it it is going to take votes off of him, or at least it would be expected to take votes off of him. And unless they all go on Katura, it's opening up more people that will be receiving those votes and like in theory you'd want to keep it as contained as possible and yeah i think yeah just just thinking through it even worse play than i thought it was like yeah and maybe maybe not intentional play maybe just impulsive but him saying he has an idol now is like well, you're taking me off the table, and now it's just more of a wild card of where all the votes are going. Yep. And, which it turned out to be. And that's exactly which is, I mean, a hilarious vote. Like, let's be real. The, re, the result was terrific. This was outstanding. What, what, what happened from a television standpoint, at least. Um, and then so then Austin talks to D about finally taking out Julie with all the idle nonsense going around. And D isn't against it, but she says she's not writing Julie's name down. That I'm not going to tell her if you're doing this, 
but I'm running Couture's name no matter what. And because it says Austin, he's okay with it. He just doesn't care. And, <laughs> and, to, and to D, it's a great move. No blood in her hands and a potential threat will go home if, if the plan comes to fruition. So once again, she's playing great and people are playing great in her benefit. Isn't it weird that like there's so many points that Austin could have made a decision, like even to get Drew out of the game, you know, like that wasn't even his call. Uh, Like when push comes to shove and it's the end game and you have to start doing things for yourself, he's just like completely complacent. But like when there's a sandwich on the line, he's like the most vengeful person ever. I don't I don't buy his his line at the end one bit when he said yeah that, I think that was like jury management or something yeah he he wanted the sandwich he knew the amulet was the was the poor play it worked out in his favor but he wanted it. like he was saying that in confessionals like yeah. that's that's always the thing that you can go back to is what are they saying in their confessionals because there's no reason like that's when you want to tell the truth so your story comes out so pe- so the, so people know what you're thinking and where you're at that he he won a sandwich. I don't blame him. I don't, I don't blame him at all. But like, don't you want to win the game too? Yeah. But still. <laughs> okay. Um. Where are we at here? Oh wait, yeah. So we get in, get in the final tribal, and the usual just nonsense that we always skip over, and that's something big happens, which nothing did until the votes are cast, and we see Katura. We don't see her vote, but we see her say, I'm changing my vote because I think the votes are coming on me, I think she said. Yeah. And so Jake plays his idol for Katura. And what we get is another incredible Jake moment. First vote is for Katura. Jake goes out, yeah. Second vote is for, <laughs> is for Jake. Ah shit. <laughs> but absolutely perfect. Yeah. Like his tribal council reactions, he's had a bunch of them this season. It's just gold. Absolute yep. gold. Yep. Next vote is for D. Next vote is for Julie. So the Couture vote is is null and void. Austin, of course, can be voted for. So the other three players all have one vote with one vote left. You know it's not Couture because that would have been shown first. So someone's going to go home on a 2 one one vote basically and effectively a two one 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 which is a mm-hmm. hilarious split and it and it goes to goes to julie and jake is pissed at katura because earlier um when she was trying to convince him or she was saying she needed him to convince her that she that he was voting for d and he says what do you want me to do like what do you want what do you i'll swear on whatever and she goes swear and he's they settle on him swearing on his nana which he does and then he votes, votes for D. Katura flipped. I'm like, what? And then he goes, why'd you make me swear my Nana? If you're just going to flip your vote. <laughs> he said, well, he said, dude, too. <laughs> Which made it so much better. He's like, he's like, you made me swear on my Nana, dude. Well, and we'll get to the, the camp fallout. <laughs> but this vote, what happened here? Uh, like the, so like, so. Let's, let's let me let me think about it. So D we knew was voting for Katura. She she told she told Austin that. Yep. It's happening. Yep. 
Jake or yeah, so Jake went in thinking he and Katura were, were voting for for D. Austin, yeah, so I kind Austin of was voting for Julie. Yeah, D votes for Katura. Jake votes for D. And then, so Julie and Katura votes were the two that were kind of unknowns going into the vote. Did we see enough where where it's reasonable to think that Julie thought Jake like should have thought Jake was the vote? No, she said that she didn't believe him saying he had an idol. Like he said he had an idol, but she didn't believe that it was real. Yes, because because so she, she was going to throw a vote on because she heard it from D, who heard it from Austin. Yeah. So I think she had kind of like made up her mind. She's like, I'm just going to vote for this guy. Which is what you want to do at the final five. Just just throw a vote. <laughs> That's the best I can make of it, at least. And then and then Katura flipped that. Either at sometime at tribal, I don't know if it was at the booth when she's ready to actually vote or sometime during it. Um, but either way. Great final five vote. And yeah, no one would have predicted this. And like this right here, the, the potential for this is why is one reason why they should get rid of the fi- the fire making. Yeah, two two one one votes when they happen, maybe they're rare. A two one one vote, one out of every ten seasons, is worth not having fire making and get it getting a three one zero a three one vote the other night. And worst case, I mean, you get deadlocked at 2-2, you go to fire making. Worst case, you go to fire anyway. Yes. It seems so simple. It does. It seems so simple. Uh, So back at camp, Jake confronts Katura, and I I think she probably says this just because she's in front of other people, but she says she she didn't make him swear at anything when, in fact, that's literally what she did. Yeah, and then she told him that he needed to have some personal accountability, too. So when she said that to his face, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> and then in the confessional, I thought she made an okay point saying that Jake maybe should have told her that the idol was playing, being played yeah, for no, her. I was going to ask you about that. I think that that part of it at least makes sense from the you need to have some personal personal accountability ability, but it came off in the moment as like you're a dummy for voting for for d when i voted for julie uh yeah or like don't blame me that your plan or that the plan didn't work or something yes and it's like well i mean you are you're the exact reason it didn't yes i wish that we would have seen a scene between the two of them alone to see if they hash it out and if she's and if she explained herself better but from what they showed us like everything she said was just completely just wrong and off base what did you what did you think of uh, you said she made a decent point but like do you think it would have been the right thing to do for Jake to say I'm going to play this on you I'm trying to think without the ultimate result getting in the way if he tells her My my worry with her is that then she would try to flip it to then vote Jake out. That's 
that is point one. That's it, like it would be a terrible move. Yeah. But I feel like she would think of it as a big move. You know, yeah. oh, I got him to play idol for me, and then I voted him out. Okay, well, you left two bigger threats in the game. Yes. So I think that's like the biggest point where you wouldn't want to tell her that you're going to play it on her. Uh, the problem with that, first off, is that the math just doesn't work. Like, if you're Katura, like, and Jake's like, yeah, we got the numbers. And she's like, okay, so it's you and me. And then there's three of them voting me. Like, that, like, Jake, you're just expecting her to be okay with that? I don't know. Like, that just seems weird that that it wouldn't be hashed out more than that. And her flipping her vote to Julie, like, because she thought at least one other person would vote Julie, is, like, kind of outrageous. That's, yeah, that part, that line was, like, again, it's the final five. Why are people just expecting votes just be just tossed out like they don't matter? And and she'll tell you in uh, in the final tribal, you know, when she's addressing the the finalists, she says that she's a great strategist and planner. So uh, that that showed through here. Yeah, I mean, for sure, everyone's I'm sure everyone's perception of themselves is warped on the island in the in the moment. But yeah, it. From what she said to what we saw, doesn't track whatsoever. So I will I will now make the counterpoint uh, for why Jake needed to tell her that he was putting the idol on her. You're already trusting her that she's going to vote for the person that she says she's going to vote for. So, like what difference does it make at that point? Like either she's lying to you and you're screwed or like she's telling you the truth and, and like the plan goes way smoother. Like I, you know, I, I don't, yeah. And, and you have to make a big play. Like you're, you've been behind the eight ball all game. You have to just make a risky move. And if you get yourself, voted out trying to take out the best player in the game then so be it yep no, that's a good point it's a very good point one thing we skipped over is when d gets voted out she goes to katura says uh you julie should go to voted when out. julie gets voted out yes. she goes to katura and says you should go to law school and this makes me think because then then jake also says this when katura goes out like they had to have discussed this at some point yeah, right. yeah, no, I mean, I think that she was probably telling them she was doing something else, right? I forget what she said she was um, when they started the season, but, like, I'm sure I mean, it came I mean, up. Like, considered law school or was yeah, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, But But even still, having both of them say that was, like, it's it's not, it's 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 kind of funny, but it's more like just, like, what a weird thing to, ha- to have happened twice. Have a, a lawyer and then another secret lawyer. Tell a secret lawyer that she should go to law school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good looking looking back on it. Um yeah. I, I should have appreciated it more in the moment. And I would have if I had known Julie was also a lawyer at that point. But oh, you'd have forgotten that too. 
<laughs> well, it, it didn't really come up because she says it, I think, like in the premiere, probably. Oh, and then, okay. And then it okay. doesn't really come up again. I think she maybe mentions it a couple times, but it's it wasn't as much of a thing as as Katura's was. Yeah. Okay. All right. Get to the big final four immunity and classic challenge we've seen before. Maneuver through a, a grid of ropes, holding a a bowl on a long pole. Stack the bowls. Ropes are attached to the platform, and the bowls are stacked. Bump that. Bump the ropes. Knock down the stack. Jake had like three close calls where he like sl- he's like slammed the contraption, and his bowl didn't fall. It's like, like <laughs> yeah, what is so happening. That happened a couple times. I I knew that he was going to knock them over exiting that structure. Like he was so reckless with how fast he was taking his last I was so, out of I there. Was so stressed. It was like it was not it was not not going to happen. Yeah. He he was just like not even looking down at his foot when he would pull it out of the thing to go get his next uh bowl or whatever. Like it's it's again it's devastating. It it feels like a a scripted TV show because of course this if this is like just a fictional show of course this character is going to be so close and then knock it down through his own fault. Like, of course he is, but there's uh, nothing about, about him or this t- challenge that says this person is going to do this aside from him having these kind of calls the entire game, just in, in such different circumstances too. Uh, it's astonishing how much it happened. Yeah. Um, hypothetically, maybe this is the best time to ask the question now. If he would have beaten D in this challenge and then chosen to make fire against her and beaten her, do you think he would have won? So and it would have been him, Austin, and Katura. I don't know. If you'd asked me last week, I would have said 100%. But I mean, Austin got three Austin votes. Austin got a lot more votes than we thought against D. But I have kind of a half joke theory on why he got one of them. Which uh, is it, Kendra? No, it's oh. it's. Um, we'll we'll jump ahead to the to the final tribal because this was maybe the funniest line of the season. Is when is when D says she voted. Then you know, voted out Bruce with an idol. And he goes, "I got two. and he goes, "Well, Dan Bruce should have played it then." <laughs> And then, and then they showed Bruce's face. His face was he was so mad. And he was just just pissed. And I legit thought like she maybe could have lost his vote right there. She probably yeah, yeah. I don't I don't And then so he votes for with. Austin. And 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 I don't we didn't really hear from Bruce at the at the at the finale wrap-up thing. And maybe they wouldn't have asked him anyway. But I'm very curious. If that if that's ever going to come up on, what was he trying to like find a tiebreaker and that pushed him to the edge? Did that just sour him? Was he always voting Austin? But that was a bold a bold comment to make, yep. a hilarious comment to make. Like, let's be <laughs> very clear. Even with all of Jake's stuff, I think given the stakes of the situation, I think that's my favorite quote of the season. And that's and it was like. 
there was no thought that went into it. It was just like D saying something that she thought was true. I mean, was true. It's yeah, but it's yeah, something, it was it's true. something you say to your friends when you're just like hanging out, <laughs> yeah. just like giving each other shit for whatever, like you like you do when nothing matters. There's not yeah. a million dollars at stake. <laughs> and she said that she's just laughing. It's <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. An absolutely amazing moment. Um mm-hmm. So if if we take away that vote for Austin, maybe that would go to to Jake because Bruce loved Jake. Yeah. Um. And Katura seemed to be a bigger threat than than we uh, thought. There's no way. There's like, no way. They I'm, all talked up Jake as a threat too at the end. Yeah, I'm no guess. Votes. I'm guessing. So they, the way they were talking about it made it seem that way. And then when they do the the jury kind of preview thing. I did. I got the feelings. Kind of seemed like you did too. That they were being way too positive on Jake. But basically, like they were instructed to say, "Hey, say nice things about everybody, and we'll just cut it together." Yeah. Um. I. I think Jake would have, the edge there. But I don't like it because, you shouldn't. Again. You shouldn't be punished for winning the final immunity. Uh, no, you shouldn't be. But I think in this case, like it's always going to be discussed now that it's been done where someone took off the necklace and made fire and, and took out the strongest player and won the season. Like you, you have to at least talk about it and factor it into your decision. But I think in this case, it is what Jake needed to do because like there were so many moves that were close to working that didn't go in his favor and like winning immunity at the end, I just don't think was going to be enough. Like you have to like, you have to like make a bold play that works. And I don't think he really had shown he could do that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm, I maybe just don't, I mean, I'm so against the fi- the fire making at final four that maybe I just can't see it. Like I, I hate that. That's like a thing that can happen that someone wins the most important immunity challenge of the season, but then their best move is to give up that guaranteed spot in the final. It just doesn't track with me. No. Even if it is the right move in the way the game has evolved, it's just not hashtag not much about Jared. Yeah. I, I just think if you're behind, like if you're losing. Yeah. No, I, I see, like you I need see to shoot point. a three pointer, not a two pointer. Quick two and foul. What's the, what's the survivor equivalent of that? Quick what? Quick two and foul. Quick two and foul. Um, I I can't I can't go there. <laughs> go for two. <laughs> oh, Mixing sports again. I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, it probably would have been the right play if he's in that scenario. Um, I don't know. Anyway, we don't. Anyway, back to the uh, back to the challenge. Yep. So then, once he knocks his challenge down or his his stack down, he 
I don't, I honestly could not tell if he was just distraught when the focusing or if he was stepping on the ropes intentionally. And then I and then, think, sorry, go ahead. And then Jeff says, Jake, if you break the challenger out and then, then he just like stomps on it <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. breaks it. And then, and then Jeff, and then he's like pissed. Like, I think it was, I'm guessing it was a whole bunch of stuff just like came bullying to the top. And he's like, everything that goes wrong for his game is like explained right there in this exact situation. Like it's sad. It's devastating. There's that word again to see, but this felt kind of like the perfect way for, for his last challenge. That is some, he's so close once again, then some nonsense challenge machine not malfunction, make it a better word, just chicanery and he just breaks it. He breaks the challenge. So he's default. <laughs> I think what happened was he, uh, I think he was like rushing to get back in it. So he was going through like kind of recklessly because there's nothing to knock over to go get the rest of his pieces. Yeah. And I'm guessing at some point when he was doing that, like he saw like how far ahead D was and like, there's just no chance that he's going to be able to make it up. And then he just is like, screw this. Like, I hate this. I'm mad. And he's got Jeff yapping at him and he, he just stomps it and he's out. Yeah, no, that that's fair. It's, it was equal parts, sad and hilarious. The way, the way this went down, (laughs) this budget survivor too. Like I bet they've made him buy a new one. Took it out of his winnings. Yeah. Yeah. His, his, his post tax winnings. (laughs) Yep. Poor guy. <laughs> and then D so far ahead, like you see here, like realizing real time, like I'm going to win this challenge. And then because she she stops and she's like centers herself and she goes so slow. What was it? Was it Sydney in um Korong? It was like the, the letter uh-huh. stacking. Yeah. And she and this was from start to finish goes at a snail's pace, never drops anything. Easily wins it as everyone's sacks drop a few times. And then D just takes her time and then some and then some more. Stacks her last couple bowls, walks to the end, and in that moment wins Survivor. Yeah. I mean, she probably had like a good 30 minutes to spare. Like it, so like Jake and Jake was right there with her. That's the thing. He was right there. Like, but then they were both so far ahead. Because Austin dropped a couple times, Couture dropped. That and, and D was good at this anyway. So her going her going slow and being excellent at this, which is like, yeah, she's unless she like trips, she she's got it in the bag. And she does. And so my thought here was that, well, here's another seven one win or not, or maybe a first eight zero win. Um, not the case, but we'll get to that. But 
in in any event, it was like D's unless D is an idiot and puts herself into fire here for some godforsaken reason, she she's going to win Survivor one way or the other. And she doesn't even consider it, thank God. Um and Jake asked D to put him in the fire. And this this felt I mean, it was a game move that he needs to have have something to point to. But as we see after he wins fire, like this was more of a I just need this moment. Like yeah. outside outside the game, like I'm not sure that I've seen someone in Survivor need something in a non-game related way more than Jake needed that fire win. It it was definitely more about personal journey and accomplishment than yeah. winning the game. And and we kind of shit on that that ask that mindset a little bit, and I think rightfully so. But this is an exception that this guy has been kicked while he's down the entire game. The guy needed well, to win. What else are you gonna do? You know, like just sit there and like have someone take you to the finals and like he, yeah. Um, there's there's certain things. I mean, obviously, like. I like when players are more competitive and strategic because it generally makes for better television. Like, and, and of course I'm competitive too, but like, are you, I think I've never seen that. (laughs) I think the better television came from like Jake having the opportunity and doing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think there was an element of, like the personal side of things that we don't know yeah, that we I'm aren't often, that too that we aren't often drawn to um like we talked about the the Suri moment a week or two ago it's like yeah it's Suri we love her to death but we don't need her journey on the water balance beam like Jake this this made sense for for his survivor story god if he had lost though i i might have cried <laughs> Yeah, it, I might you know, like, that might have completely broken me. It would have been tough to make this season any more difficult for him, but uh, that would do it. Yeah, that. Ugh. Um, but Austin and D both both think that Katura is the one that they need to eliminate. Like I, I, I could not handle that. I like. I think. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I. I thought about this as they were saying it and after um, I knew the the nonsense back and forth of deciding between who's going to go wouldn't matter because it's just going to be what it is like every season. But the back and forth on is Jake or Austin better to to get rid of Katura because she's a potential threat. Like I couldn't wrap my head around it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> It's like, come on, is this really what we're spending our time talking about? And maybe they didn't have anything else to put there, but geez. Yeah, I I could I could not figure it out. Um and then Austin goes to help help Jake, because again, for some reason, he he believes his best chance to win is not having Katura there, which, okay, we'll, we'll roll with that. 
so he he goes and Jake is not doing well. And so Austin so Austin shows him some tips. Um goes back to D and says it was not going well. I think you should put me in so I can beat Katura for us, or how he phrases it. And then and then D doesn't want to give him the chance. You know, she's balancing giving me the best chance to win while also like protecting or not protecting guarding against Austin's chances to win. And I would I would hope a jury if a if a winner of immunity puts somebody into fire, they make that choice, and that person wins fire. Like it shouldn't hold that much water. That is, I a hundred percent agree. Like we're we probably feel a little differently on like taking the necklace off yourself and going to fire. Yeah, I I hate like, that that's like a thing, but I can at least see the thinking behind that. You make but, way more of a statement. Yes. Like, yeah, what difference does it make? Like if if you just get told to do something like 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 d told me i have to go make fire to stay in the game and i do it congratulations and yeah and and honestly at this point i i honestly believe that the longer the fire making challenge is a thing the less impactful it is because everyone on the show knows that it's coming everyone should in theory, be good at this. So if you yeah. win fire, it shouldn't be an impressive feat. Whether or not you take the necklace off or you're put in there by someone else's choice, everyone on the show, all 18 people, should be able to do this. <laughs> this is another great point. Some Just keep be, going. <laughs> some will be better than others. But if you can't do it, that's just on you. You're just you're just not prepared. Yeah, it's like it's like a necessary skill. So like winning fire should not be viewed positively, but losing it should maybe be viewed negatively. Yeah, and then you're out of the game anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I I do wonder if that's gonna if something is going to convince Jeff to rethink this, I think it's gonna it's gonna be that. That people are going to make the point that it's just like you have to be able to do this to be on the show. This is a known quantity and you're just an idiot if you're not practicing. Even if you don't practice a lot at home, because I get it might be tough to make fire at home in a way that you feel safe doing so. But once you get to the island. No, you got to move somewhere with the fireplace. I mean, this is you got to take it seriously. <laughs> get Take out a new mortgage, buy a new house, this nice backyard. But once you get on you the can island, use the million dollars to pay for it later. <laughs> exactly. That's the winner's mindset. That you've got to find a way to practice. Like that's that's the biggest thing for me now. Like the firemaker is always stupid. But at this point, it doesn't really winning it doesn't prove anything. It proves you know no. what happens in the game. It like unless you are using it as a vehicle to directly take out your strongest competitor winning it should not matter yes yes like you if you personally need to take out and make sure your strongest competitor leaves the game and you beat them in fire then that is that is good like the first time it came up was dom talking about doing it against wendell like mm -hmm. 
that's at least the first time I can remember someone saying, I'm thinking about taking this necklace off myself and stepping in to make sure that I'm not going up against someone that can beat me at the end. And that's the exact situation you could do it because whoever is left there with you is going to be no competition in the final three. Like you guarantee yourself a win. Yep. When enough of that, we, we we always go long in the fire making. We always find things to complain about. And well, they make it like the most important part of the finale of the season. (laughs) Like it's understandable. I feel like we always come in thinking like we've said, we've said our piece on it. We're just going to say it's dumb. Here's who wins. Move on. But there's all, there's always something we get to. They, they put it there. Yeah. It's their own, it's their own fault. They should take some personal (laughs) accountability. (laughs) What a callback. Uh, D sticks with their original plan. Brings Austin. Sends Jake to against Katura. Jake wins. And I honestly got choked up during this when he was talking about it. Like, once again, the journey Jake's been on in the season has been incredible in all sorts of definitions of the word. And just seeing him get a win, I mean, he he probably knew he wasn't going to win the game or he had a huge uphill battle. But seeing him get a win that he can point, like look back on, it's like, I did that. And at least on this one, no, there was no no help, no one... You know, no one pulled him in on a vote to get out this person or that person. He he did it his on his own. Yes, he was put he was put there, but the actual fire for what he needed out of it, he did it himself. He got that win when he needed it. And like I said, Jake would have been broken if he lost that challenge. I might have been broken as well if if he lost fire. I might I might have just said, We'll record tomorrow. I can't handle it. <laughs> I think he would have been okay if he lost. I think it was just like even getting the opportunity to do something for yourself. Like he just wanted to experience that. I think he would have been fine, but man, what an absolute gift to this season and the show. There's so much of the time. Like it would be, I think a bad idea to do a season of like all of like the third place, no vote finishers, you know, like, because sure. I mean, they made it to the end, but the reason why they're there is just because like, no one felt threatened by them. Jake is, I mean, is he the most interesting, like, goat, so to speak, that we've ever had? I don't know that. I mean, I I guess he got zero votes, so he could be seen as a goat. But people... He's not really a goat, because I feel like you take a goat with you. Like, you... Like you, if it's a goat, you don't send them to fire. Yeah, no one was actively trying to drag Jake to the end. Yeah. Um, but for getting no votes and finishing third, I mean, this guy was unbelievable. Oh yeah, like absolutely one one of the one of the one of the breakout characters of the new era for sure. I have to relook at all the all the seasons, um, but. Jam Jam and Carolyn will be up there as well from last season. Yeah, but yeah, if you're uh, talking Cody about Cody and Jesse, yeah, there's a few that. that yes, yeah, but if out. you're just talking about what's the master list of best characters from the new era, 
Jake at the very least is on that. No question asked. Yep. And he'd make the first cut, whatever that would be. Just, just incredible. Brought so much heart to the show. Like the guy was in it. You feel for authenticity. It's, it's hard to find people like that now, apparently. Yeah. Just, just an incredible, incredible guy. Um, Loved, loved what he brought. And a zero vote finalist is a the fitting end for <laughs> for his for his survivor journey. But like the the thing is, I thought he had a pretty good tribal council, a final tribal council. He did what he could. Like I feel like he argued his case as best he could. Yep. And it just it just didn't match up to to D and Austin. I thought Austin did pretty well too. Yeah, he think, he was the one to kind of uh, throw the first punch, and then Dita's had better counters for yeah. everything. Yeah, I, like, I and we've spent a lot of time talking about um, Jake and like some of the strategy, but like really don't want to take anything away from D because I feel like D deserved to win this a hundred times out of a hundred. Oh yeah, I mean she was the the clear cut favorite for like several episodes. And one of the bad things about Survivor is that the quote-unquote best player often gets voted out early. Like, Kelly was seen as a a serious threat to win, that she was playing a good game, good early merge game. Caleb. She got taken out. Caleb. He played great early on, taken out. Kendra. Yeah, Caleb played great early (laughs) on. And, and, And D just... She just had a hold on the game from the jump. Yeah, I was she, was. she was so well insulated in that alliance. She had people working for her. She had people convinced that keeping her around was in their best interest. I mean, it was. I I would. I think you'd probably agree that this is the best winning game of the new era too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who played. I mean, Jam Jam played really well. I feel like I, he did. I feel like he maybe he maybe came on more at the like n- near the end. Yeah, and it seemed like because because he was kind of up and down, kind of around the merge time for a little bit. Yeah, with some of the tribe swaps, but D would seem to be just solid. I mean, like like you said, I benefited from being on Reba, but she was still. In a solid position within that tribe, within that within that group, the entire time she never really seemed in serious danger of going out. Well, no, and that's like a little bit. I I texted you like a little over an hour into the show, and I'm like, I don't like I don't know what I'm gonna do for two hours. Like, I honestly, I honestly did not realize only an hour had passed. Yeah, because it just seemed like a sure thing at that point to me. Um. Like it did seem like yeah, if D wasn't going to go out at five, she was going to make it to the end somehow, and then she's gonna well. That the was game. that was after she won the challenge. Yeah, that, that's like, what I'm saying. It was, that, was that, that early? Even after she won, after she survived five, then I thought she's getting to the end somehow, and that yeah. Then after she won the immunity, he's like, well, now it's just a foregone conclusion. Not as even, foregone even as so. we thought, but uh, not a surprising ending. But I mean the Drew, so we get to, yeah, so Found Tribal. I think the biggest moment, or maybe the biggest moment, was when they're talking about the the Drew vote. And or 
Yeah, and and Austin learns that D told Julie about their plan, and that moment, seeing Austin fully realize in, in real time that he'd been duped, and to have the jury see that, I think if anyone had been on the fence, that probably was a big factor in swinging them to the D side. Yeah. It was I kind of feel bad for him, but I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, he brought it on himself. He did. And like, he spilled the beans and didn't learn his lesson. So. And I love that, that then, that then D had the chance to, cause she didn't, she didn't mention how she, how then, yeah. Cause then she didn't tell Austin. So she, she had both, both sides of it there. And, and we, what we always say is like, if you go to the end with your number one ally, you've got to have a way to separate yourself. And that's a pretty darn good way to separate yourself. Yeah. Just another more more good stuff from her. Yeah, pretty flawless yeah. game. Yeah, like like we said, spent a lot of time on Jake, but D played a terrific, terrific game. If she was in the final and didn't win, this would be a much different podcast episode right now. Yeah, like if it was Austin or Jake, I mean, we'd. I I don't know if we'd be like furious, but I was kind of pulling for Jake just for just fun for the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it would meaning have been like really... if if they had beaten D, we would have been bad. Like if they had yeah. won, but she wasn't there. Great, right, Fine. right. If they but... had if they had beaten her head to head, then I don't know if I would have been like like really really mad about it, but I. It I would have quite... felt like an unsatisfying conclusion. Uh, yes, that that that's a great way to put it. It would have been unsatisfying. Whereas this one is, this one just like felt right. Yeah, maybe even a little boring and predictable, but uh, the the winner definitely seems right. Yeah, and I think when there's a boring and predictable winner, people try to equate that to a bad season. But if the player just played that good of a game like it's to their credit that it was boring and predictable then yeah and well that's when i say like it was a whelming episode it just to me it, it felt like it was over an hour in okay that that's a, so, that's a fair yeah fair fair point to to make on that but yeah so i, I see that but yeah it like if we'd gone through all that where it just feels like a foregone conclusion and then Jake snakes it from her at the end. I don't want to say snakes it. That's bad, bad word choice, but get takes it from her at the end. It would have felt like a bait and switch. And not like in a good way. Yeah. But um luckily we don't have to talk about that. No. And and another question for you. Like, what with these three at the end? As I was watching them sit up there, I was thinking to myself that these are the only three it could be at the end. Like, how do you mean the effort that they put into showing like showcasing Jake? Even playing from the bottom and having everything not go his way. It didn't feel like he'd just be out at five, like 
the and then them telling the Austin and D story like towards the end of the season as as in them playing together and being together it it was just like so much of the attention was focused on those three and like I could see Julie up there um that's probably the other person that that would have been believable but like I was talking last week or maybe the week before where I just can't see Drew in the final three with what they've done with him so the it, it seemed like the people that got the most screen time were the ones in the final three. So my, my thought on that is I see the point and it makes it a very unsurprising final three, but I think they had all three set up for like a few possible endings. Like Jake losing in, in final in fire making would have felt very fitting. Like once again, he's right there. Yeah. Or, or in the in the final five immunity, he he drops the key. He's missing a puzzle piece. He's right there, and then gets voted out at five because he doesn't he has win immunity. That would have felt right. D and Austin, all the all the attention on the on their relationship, and then one of them turning on the other and cutting them, make for a good dramatic moment. They can build it up. So, I I, I could I could have seen. Of a couple different outs for each of those that still would have, in my mind at least, fit with the narrative up to that point. The dropping the key and losing because of that at five, and and missing the piece at five. I, I get what you're saying. I just, I would have asked myself like, what am I watching right now? If Katura and Julie were in a fire making. Yeah. But, so it's but, like, sure, it would have been fitting for Jake to go out there, but like big picture but, at the end of the season, like he needed to be at fire. Like there's. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like the story they set up with 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 how often he was right there pushing for something and then didn't quite break his way at the very end. It would have felt cohesive with the edit he had received in in my mind at least it would have felt it yes like it would have felt like a like an like there were multiple pieces using the puzzle analogy again there were multiple pieces that could fit as that final puzzle piece in jake's survivor puzzle that makes sense i'm i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just saying like i there they didn't do enough with Couture and Julie for it to feel right for them to be the ones in the fire oh, okay. challenge. I, I see. I see now. Like, okay. Like it. Yeah. I mean, it would have been fitting for Jake to go out at a lot of different times, but just how they had kind of set up the screen time and, and uh, so, so taking into account kind of all the players, not just yeah. Jake in a vacuum, D in a vacuum, Austin in a vacuum. It's all the players and how their edits kind of fit together. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense then. I I can see that a little more. So, yeah, those three I think were the the ones that kind of made the most sense to be sitting up there. All right. Well, 
that's Survivor 45, Jared. I like we're just going to skip over uh, everything that happened after. Just the, the just live, the, the after show, the yapping, the the talking. I mean, what do you want? It was horrible. No, I, I it deserves to be skipped over. It's. It's. It's dumb. It's just everyone laughing and complimenting each other. Because and, what else are you going to do at that point? Patting themselves on the back. Yeah. Good job. All right. Good job. Good season. I wouldn't mind it if they did that shorter plus a live reunion. But the live reunion's got to, like, there's no reason not to do it. There, well, the budget. No, no, they can careful. Do it. Can't overspend. Someone, spreaders, it's just, it's all bad. Someone made a good point on on Twitter tonight. Um, I'm trying to remember who who tweeted it. It was someone I didn't follow, but just came up on like the Survivor hashtag page. It was about like missing the days of Survivor before social media became what it is. When when you'd go from seeing people on the island for thirty nine days, and then seeing how they changed and looked at the <laughs> yeah, finale, that's a great point. And I never thought about that. It's like, oh, yeah, that's an incredible point to make. Just yeah. seeing the transformation, either people is looking normally or people who clearly were like, maybe just had some work done, whatever whatever that means, to look to, <laughs> like, not saying like plastic surgery necessarily, but just doing something to to look, you know, quote unquote better or fancier or whatever for, for the finale or just seeing people in like their regular element. Outside 100% like, agree. That's a huge, huge miss. And now you can't bring that back, obviously, with you know Twitter, Instagram, and out there. But it, that's a good point. That was a really it would work point. for me. Yeah, there's, there's probably there's a few people to work for, but it wouldn't work for the people who are posting about missing that on Twitter. It wouldn't, wouldn't work for them. No, I'm just one guy. Just one guy. Just just a man. All right. Um. But yeah, there wasn't anything from the. We'll, we'll call it reunion that is worth mentioning. Is there? No, it was, it was all just Austin and D nonsense. Yeah. Some, some Caleb, some, you know, you know what was really annoying is how they would show clips of the upcoming segment on the re on the after show. It's like, why it's happening in like 35 seconds. <laughs> I like that they previewed the preview for season 46. They like before they cut to commercial, they're like coming up a preview for season 46. And it was like one clip of the preview. And then they came back and showed the preview. U.S. Survivor has trash previews. <laughs> Australian yeah. Survivor has sick previews. They okay. they just released the the trailer for their upcoming season in February. It's so unnecessarily intense. <laughs> it's 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 so good. It's so good. So pointless. Titans versus Rebels makes no sense whatsoever. I I love I love the absurdity of 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 Aussie Survivor, and it's and again the U.S. is not 
Australian Survivor, it's different. But when you look at those kind of things, the differences are so, so stark and so in favor of Australia. Um, uh, yeah, the, 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 season, the season previews for Survivor for U.S., I almost never think, oh, that's going to be a good season. I never think that when I when I, I watch when yeah. I watch these. I was even like, for, oh no. Even for 45, I was like, eh, it's another dumb new era season. And then I loved it. I put no stock into these. Yeah. Uh well, segue. Uh when are you gonna be? Is it a ready segue to... if you just if you just announce segue? Yes, yes. Um I mean it, it is a fitting segue to be talking about Aussie Survivor right now. Cause I'm I was gonna ask you uh when you're gonna be ready to do the podcast on the finale not as soon two. as you would like i'm just gonna say that i've got i've got work like, to do oh man i'm just i'm trying to watch australian survivor over here this guy's this guy's holding me up yes and end of the year a lot of a lot of movie screeners getting through moving in a week a lot of stuff but I, it's it's on my list. It's on my list of if I'm not, if I'm watching a show like that's going to be the the one to watch. Like not going to watch other, not going to start season three of Fargo or anything like that. I got Ozzy Survivor to to run through. Well, means a lot. Oh, but yes, that that will be out um at some point. That'll, I mean, that better be the next episode before the. 46 premiere recap. I've I will have failed miserably if it's not. I I certainly hope so. I hope we can do it. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's coming up. Um and season eleven of Odyssey Survivor, just just to watch, is coming up February 5th, I believe the the premiere is. I don't think Chris and I are gonna cover it. We'll see. Um, but just as a fan, that's when that comes comes in. And then Survivor 46 premieres in February as well, I believe. February 28th is the 46th premiere. 90 minute episodes again. We will be back for hopefully a continuation of of good Survivor. That won't just be a, a one off. Be very disappointing. But for right now, let's just let's just take joy in the season we got. Great winner. Great characters, Jake, on you know stands above all as as character standout. Um, had had a great great time with the season, and hopefully we can do it again next time. Any any final thoughts on forty five, Jared? No, you you talked me into this being a better episode than I thought it was. Just maybe a little anticlimactic, but uh, solid season. You know that's. That's high praise from you for the new era. So I I will take it. It is. It is. We even got aggressive Jeff today. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I I will take it. I'll take what I can get right now and hopefully you can just build off that positive momentum. And we'll see you back here for Survivor 46 come end of February. And signing off one last time for 45 for Jared Sundin. This is Matt Hambage. And I'll see you next time for another Screw the Christmas.